All right, you ready to get this thing started? Let's get her going. All right, let's go. The 352, the 352, the 352 podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the 352 Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Johns. We've got Jonah and a couple guests in here tonight with us. We got Mr. Zach and Tessa with us. Yep. Longtime listeners. Longtime listeners, followers, commenters. We've they they've bought shirts from us and everything else. Yep. So big supporters, and we appreciate everybody that supports, but they've definitely been supporting from the beginning and old Zach's can... been knocking them down this last week, so trying to so we got three more tags to fill so we'll we've been keeping we get him close we can't kill shit so we got to get him a little closer yeah so well let's go ahead start with you or we'll start with you who you are or he's already said it but just kind of you're from give your rundown who you are and then we'll move on to mr zach yep you want to know like where i live like <laughs> 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 i mean we can do that or just kind of go far as you're hunting background a little yeah, bit all right um so i'm tess um i'm from basically clearwater florida um the most i would say i've done is more gun hunt than i have done with bow and stuff mm-hmm. uh the last couple of years i did crossbow um but this year has been mostly this has been like my first year season doing with the actual compound bow um yeah i hunt with the hoyt um yeah everything else is basically just rifle but you um Y'all do a lot of fishing and stuff too, don't y'all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down where we are. Not as much as anymore with him doing stuff away with work. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the most part, yeah, we do a lot of uh, fishing down south. Uh, we do a lot of tarpon fishing and uh, snook fishing and stuff like that. Uh, winter time, which would be about now, we'd be doing a lot of gag fishing. But mm-hmm. he just don't have the time to do it. And it's really about it. I mean, I got my own boat, so I can go out still whenever. Mm-hmm. But. Yep. Yeah, it's getting oh, well. It's getting ready to be duck season two down for us. So we got a busy season coming up between yeah. deer and duck. Yeah, and yeah. Fishing and, uh, and next, uh, what is it? Two <clears throat> weeks from now, or three weeks from now is opening a duck. November twentieth. So is it like a month away? Yeah, so yeah, like in about a month, we'll do. We'll get ready to set up for some duck hunting. Mm-hmm. So, so y'all been hunting together for how long now? Quite a while. A while. <laughs> Quite a while. <laughs> a while. Uh, probably if i had to estimate actually like cutting time would probably be about four years now mm-hmm. so to kind of move on i we've been seeing a lot of your success here in the last week or so but so you kind of we were talking before we got on that you done a lot of like bird hunting and stuff like that oh, yeah. but you mean did you kind of start out deer hunting or was it mostly bird hunting? i started out doing everything i started fishing when i was younger i mean i couldn't even tell you i'm bluegill crappie fishing whatever right off the bat uh real big in a bird hunting when i was younger it was easy uh, dove hunting sitting next to hay bale by my dad shooting over a dove field uh quail hunting working the dogs uh early as i can remember deer hunting going to youth uh, quota permits and some of the management areas go up to georgia north carolina uh, he didn't turkey hunt much growing up. Uh, my uncle, he ended up passing away and I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine years old. That was real big into turkey hunting. So I kind of, I grew up, he showed me everything I know about turkey hunting now. He showed me, um, and my dad was never real big into it. He's killed him, but he just wasn't real ate up with turkey hunting like my uncle. But I just, I fell in love with it and the whole run and gun calling aspect. So I, I, I took big to that. Um, so I kind of learned that by myself and, uh, 
taught myself a little bit about that and got my dad involved with it now so he's big into it but yeah growing up snook fishing tarpon fishing deer hunting whatever like i said i, I really don't have much downtime i've got you know turkey season in the spring right after turkey season we roll right in the tarpon season snook fishing all summer long and then as soon as that ends i'm prepping for deer season rolls right into archery right on the end of that as soon as deer season ends i'm quail hunting so it's go 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 all year round i don't have yeah. much downtime but keeps me busy i like it you know we're talking about buying a place down here by us we're in zone b which i don't know what zone y'all are in c c so ours our hunt season runs all the way to the last weekend of february yep. and then we can go to south florida two weeks later start turkey, turkey hunting you want to talk about a sportsman's paradise? Love it. <laughs> oh, this is a it's the only selling point for living here. This is it. This yeah, is it. I can hunt all year. We could hunt damn near all year around here. Absolutely. Because yeah. then you can go back down south. What end of July, first of August? Yep. Start and draw start drawing you know quota permits. Yep. yep. It's wild down there. It is. I've seen bucks, dog and does in July. Cow pastures wide open. It's it's a it's it's a different world down there. Yeah, because I went down there first week out. Uh, august and they were they were running yep so so you're pretty much telling me if you didn't have somebody that liked to hunt it'd be a it'd be a rough life for you well i'd he'd never see the other person he was with <laughs> well, I, I don't mean to be rude but i always say you know hunting was here before you and it's gonna be here after you so make amen your choice to, amen to that you, you know, brother. Yeah. so we get with the program or you get on a bus or get off, but Amen this bus that. is going to keep going down the road. Yeah, I, I, right. I didn't grow up doing it. My family did, though, up north. I'm from Minnesota, so up okay. north, they do all that type of stuff up there. Like, my uncles and, like, my god my godmother's husband, you know, who was hunting bear, moose, all different types of stuff, fishing up there and stuff like that. But once we moved down here, I wasn't big into it. All I did was fish. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't hunting until I met him. Then I finally got into it, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, people will be like, I, I don't see how you go hunting that much, but if you're this dedicated into it like we are, that I mean, it's and I enjoy taking other people, introducing it to people. Oh, I yeah. got buddies with younger brothers, and I mean, if I can introduce it to anybody, I, I'm all about it. Like I said, my dad this year, past couple years, getting him a turkey hunting again, and taking my uh, little brother last year, getting him his first bird. If if I can do that, I I enjoy that more than anything. It's see people's reaction and, and get them involved in it. And a couple of buddies growing up like her, they came from other states and didn't grow up hunting they grew up fishing or whatever else and they had it you know interest in it whatever and took them and now they're off doing their own thing and shooting good deer and got their own properties and something 10 years ago they had no clue about they're i mean it's cool to watch them and and they're now teaching people and their younger brothers and stuff so it's cool to see it you know work its way and pass through other people yep and yeah. I, i'm the type that I don't necessarily have to kill a deer or kill a turkey. I just like to be part of the hunt. Absolutely. I just want to be there. If I don't pull the trigger sometimes, I just want to be part of the... Absolutely. If, if that gets me just as excited as... I don't care if I kill a deer opening gun season this weekend in Georgia. If I can get Cecily on a deer, Absolutely. I'll be tickled pink. I yeah. just like seeing somebody else kill it. I want to see somebody else kill a turkey, kill a deer, kill a duck, kill Absolutely. something. As long as I'm there to witness it and be a part of the moment... That's what I love. Yeah, it's well-deserved. gives you a really good feeling once you know you've accomplished it. I love working birds. Turkey hunting, I can, I like, you know, I'll shoot one or two season myself, but if I can have 10 hunts and call birds in for other people and get it on film or whatever, same thing with ducks. Working ducks with a call, working turkeys with a call, I, I get more out of that than pulling the trigger myself. I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. And that's I'm what y'all probably have seen my page and stuff. I'm oh, big yeah. into photography and videography yeah. stuff so and that's kind of it falls all into that it's not necessarily just using a camera it's 
helping somebody else shoot something. But then also, because I can tell you, anybody that's ever hunted would love to have their hunt on film. Absolutely. So, you mean, there's been multiple hunts that I've went with Jesse and a couple other buddies that I've got on film, and we sit there and watch it. And it's just not necessarily, I'm not going to use it for much. I might use it for social media stuff, but, I mean, it's... I'm glad you didn't get my double-bearded gobbler on camera. (laughs) Now it's a debacle. Yeah. So we're going to go pick him up. Yeah, He's done. I'm going to put him in here somewhere. He used to do a lot of photography a while ago. He hasn't done it in a while, but yeah, he I just would, got back into filming again. He got a brand new camera and stuff like that to record his yeah, own I've, hunts. I've been out there, uh, Campbell Cameras Outdoor School, the editing class. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I was a big time of that right out of right out of school, really. Um, I mean, years and years and years, big time into it. And that's the thing, I, you know, like you just said, I, you can sit there and talk about it so much and try to explain, you know, your emotions and how you were at that moment in time and how everything worked out. You know, you can do it pretty good, but if you can sit there and show somebody on a camera, it's just it makes it ten times better. Show your reaction. Besides explaining it all the time, you know, you got content for you know your social media if you want to. But I don't really do it for that so much, just to show my buddies and you yeah. know show my family and, and stuff pieces. like that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I wish like that that I wish I would have got into it for say a lot earlier because I've got a lot of offers and stuff here in the last Absolutely. you mean two three years, but I mean I'm on getting in my upper 20s now that it's kind of hard for me to commit to something when it's only three months out of the year that i would have a full-time job so you mean it kind of it's kind of hard i wish i would have got it when i was 18 because i wouldn't have done it absolutely travel go wherever they needed to film for yeah it's kind of hard you got to have almost something at home that you can do like downtime work like yeah farming or something like that where even say you had you see, like these hay fields or something Absolutely. around here. You could get your damn hay cut in the fall, and then you got the whole rest of the year off, and then that's your hay paid your bills for the whole year, yeah. and this is an enjoyment and and bonus money for you, and then you got the whole year off, and that's what that's what you got to kind of almost you almost got to be born into it or have a, a, a way of doing it because a nine to five job is really hard to start a second side adventure because you can ask him. I've been. Every every week he asks me, he goes, what's on the game plan this week? Because we're working Monday through Friday right now, then going to Georgia Friday through Sunday, coming back Sunday night, and then going back to work Monday. And there is so much shit around here that needs to be done. And we're just, there's, just, there's not enough time. Nope. And so if we get enough time to even think about going hunting, it's it's a bonus. But even like, you know, the, the time that he does have to go film and take pictures, that's a bonus for us. Because Absolutely. that that gives us a lot of especially him it gives it is it gives us a lot of footage and and pictures and and things for us to post and and uh, with there a lot of stuff happens that you don't get not nobody sees because we're so damn busy and i got him so busy helping me and he's busy with his own stuff that he doesn't even have time to take care of his own stuff anymore and mm-hmm. and and that's i don't know it's it's a lot of work but I'm glad he does what he does. It's an investment too. It is. It's not cheap to get into. And then once you get into it, it's like fishing, hunting. You're gonna find something else you think you yep. need or think you want. Oh, and God, every yeah. couple months or something better that comes out. You got it's, a whole damn bag full of lenses he totes around with yeah, him. That's, yeah. He lost one in a damn ground blind. I had to go back the next day and go find a fucking thing. Yeah, like, I finally just got my own camera arm, but it's for my phone. But now I'm looking at it like mm, I kind of want an actual camera now. I don't really want to use my phone to film stuff because he can't always be there to film stuff for me, no, especially yeah. if I'm sitting in a lock on or something. I'm not gonna want him to sit 
two trees away from me to try to film a hunt for me. So I want to film it myself. So now I got to spend how much is it to buy myself a brand new camera? And that's but, and that's the reason why I've moved a lot to ground blinds. Yep. Bow season because I can put him beside me easy. Like you said, you get a lock on in a tree. Now you got to find a spot for somebody else to get in that tree. Get the ladder in there. Get both y'all in there. Try to Stuff match like, the angle. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, I can have a good shot here, but he can't see here, and yeah. it's one of two people's up in the tree. Two people sent, two people moving. Yep. It's a lot. There's a lot more factors that go into it than, you know, ground blind. You can conceal your scent a little bit better, conceal your movement a lot better. That's the way to do it, honestly. And I'm telling you, them damn tractor supply ground blinds that I bought. Can't beat them. I've got a couple of them in Georgia. He he, he loves them. The mirror steps or what are they? I don't know. What the hell? What are the damn things? Like tr- tree line? Tree line. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The green, They're like the a green seven, and black packaging. Seven by seven by seven or something like mm-hmm. that. You can have a full out damn party in that some bitch. Yeah. I can get on my side, he can get on his side. We'd be in two different area codes. Yeah. And it works great for us because I got all the room I needed to shoot, do whatever I gotta do. He's got all the room he needs to do to do all his filming and pictures and stuff like that. And it really works out great for us. And you can get two nice chairs in there. You can get comfortable. You're not in a stoved up yep. you know, walk on where you got a seat this big where your ass is starting to hurt. Exactly. I mean, you get you a good, real nice high back lawn chair, get inside that thing and, and you can make it really nice in there. And and I, I that's why I've pretty much just gone straight to ground blinds hunting, bow hunting out of. Well, that's like you, unfortunately. The, the deer that he just shot on Friday, was it Friday? Yep. Friday, he couldn't even film it because Buck came walking in and it was just st- constantly staring at him the entire time he was feeding. He'd feed, look up, stare at him. Be, look up, stare at him. So he couldn't even get the whole thing on camera. So that's one of those moments where he wish he had another person so there to, to film risk it. Risk it getting on film with him seeing you or, and, and no, or taking out? a shot. Yeah. 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 I push the camera to the side. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Bobby. It ain't worth it. No. So, but before we, because I really want to get into that because me and my co-host over here, we had two great success this year, but. Um, <laughs> Give me a rifle. It's going to get ugly <laughs> exactly. quick. It's going to get ugly fast. <laughs> So let's go ahead and do two things. We need to announce the giveaway for this week, and then let's do a couple of questions, and then we'll run with it. I don't really know what either one of them is, so So go ahead. this giveaway this week, why don't we do some feed? You want to do that? I don't care. I got plenty of it. How much you want to do? What do you want to do? Let's do two bags. Two bags of rack them up feed. It's the soybean corn mix. Only thing about this is we're not, like Jesse said, I think if you listen to last episode, we talked about it a little bit. We're not going to build a ship. 50 pound bags it's not going to happen so if you're local we'll get it to you but if you're far off we'll just do a shirt and stickers shirt and stickers again this week and then we'll roll this we'll roll it till we draw somebody that's local we don't want to say you can't enter because it's just feed so if you're far off look at winning a shirt if you're close look at winning feed yeah somewhere between here and georgia line and there's a guy up there in up there at the Ag Station on 75 that wants us to drop some feet off. I didn't yep. forget about him. It was just busy. Yep. And we were scrambling, hauling ass both directions. And, and, uh, but yeah, if you're between here and McCray, Georgia, I will drop your feet off on the way. Yep. Outside of that, you got to come pick it up. Yep. So we'll do that. Let you figure out a keyword here in a little bit. Um, and while we got them here, let's just go ahead and do run through a couple of questions. Go ahead. So carry on again this week. The questions are b- brought to you by Primo Knives. You still whittling with yours over there? 
Found it. <laughs> you got it? I got it. You got it. I used it at a pry bar earlier. I had to break into this place because the damn keys got lost. I had to get the screen out of that window right there, which in return, got the screen out of that window. I'm glad I left that window unlocked. Smashed my fucking finger opening the damn window. That's why my finger's black. I'd have loved to see some security <laughs> camera footage of that. No, you probably wouldn't want to heard what I said. <laughs> probably went in some new words you learned. So, um, let's just run through a couple of them. We'll just kind of just, let's just all talk about it here. So, go ahead. Carry on. Um, let's go with how do you, how do you stay tough, tough mentally after a bad miss? Table full of it right here. She just opened one. Okay, that's yours. You got to drink. I ain't saying you got to drink your blues away, but you got to, in my mind, think of where you made that mistake and try to correct that mistake. Like I knew on this last one, I hit him low. Yeah. So now the first one, I panicked and pulled my bow. When I panicked and pulled my bow, I hit him. So this next one, I didn't panic on him, but the damn bow, I just don't get along with it. And whenever I have to lift the bow up to get the sight right on him, I when I let go, I knew I was low on him when I let go. When, but I was dead behind the shoulder, and I just hit him probably two inches low is the only thing was. But, you know, you Maybe learn you from your bow. mistakes and keep moving. If, if anybody ever that's hunted ever tells you they've never missed a deer, they're lying to you. Everybody's missed something. And and that's just, it is what it is. And you've got to adapt and overcome. Learn from your mistake, practice, and fix it. You got anything to add to that? Yeah, I would, you know, go back and reevaluate your shot, your hunt. I mean, if it was something you know you purposely, I'm going to say purposely did, but if you, you know, if you're shooting a bow, you accidentally shooting out of a ground bond, you bumped your leg and hit your limb or you know, hit a stick in the stand or whatever else, go back and, and see what you could have done different. It was something on you. Um, if it was, if you can't think of it, go back, build your confidence back up, go back to the house, get your gun out, get your bow out, shoot at the range, get, build your confidence back up before you go sit and stand again. Cause if you don't shoot before you go sit again, it's going to be playing with your mind the whole time. You know, you're going to question everything if ands or buts. And if it was this, if it was that mm -hmm. go out and shoot, go shoot your gun, Build your confidence back up. Make sure you're still on. Go shoot your bow. Build your confidence back up. Get back out there. And uh, like I said, you just don't want to – you might go out there again. And you could get your nerves worked up from the first miss you just had, and you can end up missing again, playing with your own mind. It, you know, you never oh, yeah. know. But you were talking about a little bit of swinging and missing or swinging and hitting and stuff. So you might have a little bit of intel on this one. Yeah, I'm probably the best bet, especially if you're new to bow hunting because it's – you can't you can't let it bother you, especially because like like when I went and during summertime I went and hunted out of a climber. Mm -hmm. I didn't adjust my reel far enough down, so I went to shoot at a couple group hog and my limb, my bottom limb, smacked my reel. Well, that blew that one. Mm -hmm. Another one came back in. I missed that one too. But you can't let it phase you. I went again, probably what was it like two weeks later, and shot and killed it perfectly. She only ran what thirty yards, if that dropped. You just, you know, you can't let it phase you at all. Uh, and then I just told you all about Georgia. It happens. You can't, especially if you're new and stuff like that. Um, I'm still trying to get it perfectly set in alignment. The first one was too low and the second one was just too far forward of the leg. I didn't get far enough back. Mm -hmm. So I hit the shoulder and the arrow never went fully in through. So it, it, it happens, but 
you can't let your confidence get down just because you miss. There's more than plenty of deer or something like that. But you shouldn't obviously take, you know, shots that you're not comfortable with or shots that aren't safe or, you know, humane for where you feel like you can shoot something and correctly take an animal, Mm -hmm. you know. So you just got to be careful with that. But, yeah, don't ever let it phase you. Just get back and, you know, take your time to think about it and – readjust figure out what's wrong or if you need to shoot some more time to figure out where you're aiming like for me my hardest part is if i'm aiming at just the target i'm aiming at just a black circle so if if i aim at like you know like the 3d deer type of thing you're aiming at something that's actual physical where you know where you're supposed to hit so instead of aiming at just the black box on a target get yourself a 3d deer so you can actually shoot at the actual target where you're supposed to shoot yeah pull out a hair or something that's what i always try to do is like you mean there's like a dark spot on a deer where I need to hit or something? And small, that's what small. he told me. He told me to try to instead of trying to aim at a big, big, but like big circle, you need to find something small to shoot at, like a tack or something small, and focus on shooting at that instead of a big, big circle. Because if you're trying to aim at a deer and you're shooting, you're trying to resemble it from a big target, that's a big circle you could be missing. And it ain't like deer are pretty hardy. If you miss by just a little bit, you ain't gonna kill that deer. That deer's gonna run away. What I've done before when I was younger in a bow hunting, I would take like an old arrow, like a junk one or something like that, stick it in the target. And I would try to shoot for that arrow. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I mean, everybody's like, oh, I like to shoot. Uh, Robin had an arrow. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, arrows are expensive. I don't want to blow a good arrow apart. So I just like would stick an old arrow in there. And I mean, I don't do it much anymore, but that was kind of like aim small miss small that was kind yeah. of my my thing and yeah, my little go-to if you have like a block target or even if you have a deer target i go to walmart or dick sporting goods or whatever and buy a hundred pack of golf tees little wooden golf tees the different colored ones and that's what i put in the target go to 20 yards and put you three or four golf tees in there it's a small you know the head of a golf tee ain't but the size of a dime yeah but if you get there and you do you know just enough pin to cover that golf tee and you can let it rip you've got a lot less room for error if you're aiming at something small besides shooting a 10 inch circle at a block Mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's that's what i've always done and then you know you shoot it and you're not ruining your arrow you're not busting up an old arrow and you're not shooting nothing hard where you're gonna ruin the arrow you're actually shooting so yeah i've always shot golf tees that works great yeah i didn't think about that yep so let's get on to the next one we'll run through a couple um it says do we use calls during during the rut i mean i keep a grunt with me i'll grunt you know a couple times throughout the morning two or three little sequence here but that always told me to do it every about 15, 20 minutes apart, do a sequence of, you know, grunt here and there. Yep. And I mean, I've had success. I grunted, I grunted up a good buck here behind a house, middle of December mm-hmm. one year, middle of a damn rainstorm, grinded him up. He come at another one of those. I just shoot him under my damn tree stand because he was, he come in there so damn fast. I couldn't, I couldn't get on him. I shot him through the top of the shoulder blades. Hey, straight down. Kill shot. Do you, do you use much? Absolutely. People think just because you're down here in Florida in the South, the the calls, grunt calls, rattle bags, whatever you want to call it, don't work. The buck I killed last Friday, he came in right after a grunt call hmm. uh, about five minutes later. I, I keep one. Uh, I think the biggest thing is know when to use one and when not to use one. Um, if you can plan that time right, it's it's killer. Absolutely. Yep. Keep one in your bag at all times. Yep. Doesn't matter what it is. I don't, you know, I use an extinguisher. I don't know if there's one better than the other. They all sound pretty close to the same. And I keep one of the little small Primo's rattle bags. Just it's small. You can keep it in your backpack. Um, easy to use. Just know when to use it. I think that's, that's the biggest thing when it comes to one is know when to use it. 
I just started using them. Uh, I have a Primo's that I just started with again because I ain't been doing this for long. <laughs> uh, so I just started with it. I again I haven't much success with it yet this season. Um, my buck is still kind of in not really nocturnal, but he's just kind of right outside of daylight and he's still a little too early. So it's not really perfect for me, but I haven't really sat yet just to kind of do that. Again, like we only went, at least I only went a couple of times at the property. And then up in Georgia was the only other time I've been to hunt this year. I haven't been able to because of work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've used it some. I've called in some deer. I've shot some deer over using them. Um, like, like I was said in this podcast before, I, I'm not new to hunting. I'm not new to setting a tree stand, but I haven't had, I didn't hunt when I was like five, six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. I went to Colorado, elk, mule deer hunted. I went to, we ran dogs. So I didn't really like full fledged, like really stay hard at hunting out of a tree stand. So I pretty much, I started doing like quota permits and stuff when I was 12, 13, 14 years old and stuff. But I didn't start going to Georgia till pretty much with Jesse when I was 20 years old. So, you mean, I haven't had a lot of experience, not really experience, but I haven't had like 15, 20 years of like on a prime place that you, that you can utilize it a lot. Oh, that's a prime place up there. (laughs) Help me. Oh, David Grimes. Oh, David Grimes. So let's go on to the, let's do one more here. Um, What do you think some of the key things looking at a new hunting lease would be? What are you looking for? Don't ask me. That's a hard question there. That's a, that's ex- ex- I, I want to see what their success rate is. I want to see past deer killed. Past deer, trail cam pictures. I want to see what they've got to show for the place. What do you have in here? If you didn't put no boots on the ground, just no boots, and you had to go off of their word, I want to see troll cam pictures and what have you killed? Because you can see all the troll cameras in the, in the world. I want to see the damn. I want to see the ivory in the hands. I think, and I, th- I think you could break this down into two different. So, if you got a private lease, it's way different. You got to go look at the property. You got to figure it out. If it's a lease where you're on the property with a guy, with like a group of guys. I think you need a full-out background check on all these damn guys. Yeah. No, goddamn right, because I done got burned. So, you mean, need to figure out their their criminal history, their mental stability, and... Line of work. Do they work? Yep. Well, you need to know, too, what they're willing to shoot. Are they going to shoot anything that walks out? Are they going to shoot a spike? Is there a regulation rule? My old lease, it had an eight-pointer better or 15 or 16-inch spread on it. See, yeah. Three-and-a-half-inch deer. Or a three and a half year old deer at the minimum. Yeah. Did they One, follow that though? That's, that's a real question. Thing. It was a five hundred dollar fine if you didn't. See, that's 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 well worth our old investing in. President, and I don't know who listens to this podcast, so I'm not gonna give away too much. <laughs> but all I'm gonna say, there was a lot of shit killed in there that should have been a lot of five hundred dollar fines because these pieces are shit out there that I used to hunt with. They uh they couldn't kill anything because they didn't know how to hunt, so they would go sit on a food plot right on the edge of it and no, shoot the no, first no, thing. No, 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 <laughs> no. They would sit like so. Jesse took me in there one time. 
literally they had a box stand sitting in the middle of the damn food plot. Yes. The literally the dead center of the food plot. They probably thought that was the best pie ever. Yeah. They loved it. Loved it. But they were and like, they killed her, and one boy killed a sick or old man. He was an old man. He he was the he was the father of the of the king piece of shit of the whole group. <laughs> and he killed a damn six point one night when at least president was there. And he was like and then he wanted at least president to help him clean the damn thing. And after he knew it was a eight point or better? Oh. And he because he didn't kill anything all year and it got down to desperate times. I mean, we're talking about 130, 40, 50 inch deer out of this place. Oh, if, and that's what you're worried about is a little six point. And he killed us damn six point off the power line. And mm-hmm. he killed it. And then he was worried that we were going to charge him. Not we. I didn't give a fuck. It's not my fucking problem. Yeah. I don't care. I killed. You don't want to know how many deer I killed out of that place that year because <laughs> I knew where to hunt. Absolutely. Cecily killed two herself out of there. Her first two deer, she killed out of there, and they didn't have a fucking clue where we killed them damn things. And then me and my dad killed, I don't know how many out of, after that, but these people in there killing six point, and he's worried that the damn least president was going to find him $500. And then the very fucking January, before we even get close to turkey season, after deer season, they kicked me and the least president off this lease. Because you knew what you were doing. Because the neighbor across the road was her little spy, and he every damn weekend he seen deer getting hauled out of there. Yep. It was fucking deer was on a paddy wagon going back to camp because I didn't camp. I didn't camp with them, and they they got mad because I wouldn't pay for their power bill. I wouldn't pay for their water bill. I wouldn't pay for any of the improvements because we have our own camp. We have our own place. It's a quarter mile up the road from this place. Yeah, and so I didn't pay. I just paid for my lease, and that was it. That I didn't pay for anything else. And my dad planted all the food plots and did everything up there for free one year because they screwed him on it. After that, I said, fuck y'all, I ain't paying for nothing. And I knew where all the honey holes were in this place. This is where I grew up. I When I killed my first deer when I was nine years old. So I grew up hunting in there. And and so I, I knew exactly where the old roads and I knew where everything was. So I put Cecily down in a couple of spots and I put me in a couple of spots. And we, we stacked them. That year, I think between me, my dad, and Cecil, we killed nine or ten. Got your money's worth. They couldn't take it. They could not fucking take it. They couldn't take it. They only only thing they knew to do was to kick us off. That's right. Well, because they won't ask for help. That's the thing. They won't ask you, "What can I do to improve myself?" Majority of them told us that they learned by reading books and watching YouTube. YouTube, yeah, that's it. YouTube, YouTube, and and watch and reading books. That's how. And two or three of them went up there to that white till heavens havens or whatever up there in like Illinois and that big high fence yeah. and shot like two hundred and eighty inch deer paid for five like, grand. No, no, they paid like twenty grand oh a piece for them. Word. And they got them on their walls. Yeah. <sighs> and so this is the quality. And you know the story they're telling about that. So I guarantee it's some huge drawn out how they stalked them. I can only Man, imagine the story they tell about <laughs> it, that. It deer. gets what it gets me is because they wouldn't kill a cold deer. This place was slap loaded with some bad genetics. They're not wrong with shooting a cold air. And so I killed a 200 and like 20, 30 pound buck that was like 18 or 20 inches wide, but only had like two or three little scraggly points come off of him. And I mean, the damn thing was old. Couldn't even the same damn spot that deer I ever come out of. And I told them, oh, God, you should have let him live another year. This damn deer was five and a half, yeah. six and a half years old, no at way. least. I mean, he come out there looking like a damn brick shit house. Yep. 
and I folded him up, and they they, they threw a fucking fit because he wasn't eight pointer better. But he was bigger than that fucking deer right there. He made that deer look like a fucking booger. Trophy. And they didn't know. And I told him on the damn and text messages, y'all got to start calling these bad deer out so we can get good genetics in here. And it it's like you might as well just talk to that wall right there. It it's pointless. So, so. yeah, it's useless. So. What? You ready to go? Put your damn marker up. You look silly. <laughs> Jeez. He's getting mouthy again. Well, let's move on from our questions. So that was our questions. Yes. Um, let's go ahead and just run into your... You can tell what you want, tell what you don't want. How's your, your hunt success season? success for the weekend. Yeah, how's your hunt season going? Cause we're, it's been we're, slow until last weekend. Because there's two, right? Two. Two, two. okay, okay. We'll make sure we're all clear. Yeah, so let's yeah. start with number one. Yeah, number one, uh, I just picked up this piece. July. Yeah, July. I, I signed on it and finalized it on July. I was looking for a new place to turkey hunt, run some turkey hunts on it this spring, and uh, had no idea the potential it had for deer. Um, the guys, you know, I found them on Onyx, did the whole thing, sent them a letter through the mail, Got back to me, said, yeah, man, go ahead. I said, I'm going to look at it. You know, it looks good from the road. looks good on Google Earth. You know, do you mind if I go walk out there a little bit and uh, you know, see what it looks like before I, you know, sign on at least? said, yeah, man, go ahead. Me and her walked out there and found rubs for, I don't know how many rubs we found from the last year. You can tell old rubs, last mm-hmm. year, two years, whatever else. I said, damn, you know, this might be more of a deer property than turkey property. You know, fast forward a little bit. Started feeding, uh, threw out some boss buck feeders, just throwing feed on the ground, corn, 4S mix, um, and then some just corn on the ground, just to get an idea. Spread all over the piece, just to kind of learn it. You could see trails, but there's cows out there too. So the problem is out there, you, you see the trails, but the deer are also using the cow trails. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It's really yep. not defined deer trails. You know, So I went around some of the spots the old rubs are at, and you know, there's certain little areas that you can tell there's little bottlenecks in it little funnels little thick edges and stuff i've got well at the time i had eight tacticams running 126 acres eight um we had them spread spread out pretty heavy uh we got i don't know about three weeks into it um some deer started showing up ton of does and finally some good bucks started showing up and one certain buck I saw, which I had no idea that would be that quality deer out there. Cause no, your buck was the first, the first two days after we had the camera out. Yeah. But two sides of the property are houses. I mean, like backs up to a neighborhood pretty much. So I, I didn't think there was gonna be much of, if any deer at all, I figured, you know, piece we'd kill a few does off of, get some meat and whatever else and, and worry about the other spot to kill some bucks. Whatever. Found this good buck, crazy looking deer, um, real wide. Uh, like I was telling y'all earlier, from the from the main beam to the front, there's there's no width to it. It's 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 the craziest looking rack, real real palmated left hand side, whatever else. Watched them all through velvet. Um, finally started shedding. We've got pictures of him shedding. Actually, he'll come in multiple pictures. Half of his racks hard horn, half of it's still in velvet. Hmm. Later that evening, he come back full hard horn. So rubbed huh. it out all in one day. Whatever. Watched him. I don't know, till about a week before season, season, disappears. Typical. Everybody has the same problem. Couldn't find him anymore. Then he would start strolling through about once a week. 
Um, I, I had him kind of cornered, like I said, because, you know, two parts of the property are surrounded by houses. I knew he wasn't coming through there. Um, finally got his pattern down for the most part. I went out, put a bunch of mock scrapes out. Um, I'm big time using a Black Widow, Scrape Master, uh, use a branch butter for the licking branch. I put out probably five or six mock scrapes. And, you know, usually with a, you know, five or six, I'll have two of them, three of them that get hit. Two of them, you know, kind of dim off. But um, finally started working him pretty good. Fast forward a little bit. He was still not daylighting. He'd come in and work the mock scrapes at 3 a.m. Um, he would come in, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday of last week. He came and worked the mock scrapes at 3 a.m. The next morning, he came in at 8. We had a little cold snap coming through. I said, okay, if he comes in tomorrow evening, works that mock scrape in daylight, I'm going to go hunt him that following morning. He didn't end up showing that afternoon. Uh, but we had a good wind the next morning. Uh, cold snap was coming through, dropped about 10 degrees. I had a good wind, so I could play it safe. The wind was blowing for me right back to the house. I said, okay, worst case, there's been a bunch of does coming in there, hitting the scrape, a bunch of younger bucks. Worst case, I don't blow anything out. All my stands, the whole wind is blowing right back for me, back to the house, like I said. So I'm not ruining any part of the property. I'm not stinking up any of the stands worst case i see a few smaller bucks and some does i get my stuff and get out of there you know and learn something from it i get in there early in the morning uh real real early i want to be safe and not heard or whatever else i get there climb all the way up the stand set my camera arm up set my bow up whatever else get ready to knock an arrow and i look around i left my quiver at the truck oh fuck (laughs) so this is about a mile walk in I have to climb all the way back down out of the climber, sprint to the truck, come all the way back in the stand, set up. And I didn't set up, get secured and settled in and quiet till probably 7 a.m., which about late, damn daylight. Late. About damn daylight. But on the way in the first time, I uh, had a Black Widow scent drag with uh, they've got a new small scent out. It's a little small. What do they call it? It's, a, it's got a little gold X on it. I don't remember what it's called anymore. But I put it on the scent drag and drug it in down my trail, upwind in my stand, all the way in my stand, hung it on the bottom, whatever else. And in front of me, I had a mock scrape uh, about 25 yards away that the buck's been watching and working. And uh, sure enough, I didn't think I was going to see anything. Came in there real late, like I said. It was noisy because I was sprinting. I said, I'm, I'm not going to see anything. This is a waste of a morning. I blew this all these deer out of here, whatever else. Sure enough, about 15 minutes after I got settled in, small buck comes in, works the scrape, leaves. Had a bunch of does come in, work through, and uh, they ended up leaving. And sure enough, like I said earlier, I hit that grunt call and I had the old Primo's can, old reliable. Hit the, hit the can, hit the grunt call a few times, and not but five, six minutes later, straight down the trail that I walked in on with the Black Widow buck that I've been watching that came in the morning before, head down, trotting in on a mission, looking around. And he had his head up the whole time. I, and it, the trail was straight in front of me, so I don't know if he was coming in, looking up at me. It was the first time we ever sat stand. So I don't know if he was had his nose up, winding the trail, whatever. The, my wind was good. I know he wasn't smelling me, but came in, like I said, a real sketch, 45 yards right off the bat and on a mission. I couldn't pull my camera around fast enough with him looking right at me. I said, I'm just gonna leave my camera right there. If he goes behind a tree or whatever, I'll pull it over and start filming. No, he came straight ahead, 
started working the scrape at me in 20 yards, looking right at me the entire time. Again, I don't know if he's looking at me or if he just had his head up working that licking branch. Watched me the whole time. I left the camera off to the right-hand side. I said, you know what? I can either film it and take a chance at this buck seeing me and blow him out of here. And it's probably the last time he's ever going to be anywhere around here. So, again, I left the camera to the side, watched him work the scrape in front of me here probably five or ten minutes. He finally presented a shot. He looked back uh, where he came in from. I don't know if there was another buck coming or a doe. Presented me a shot at 27 yards. Heart punched him. He jumped up, did a bronc kick. Blood out of both sides, ran, hit the palmettos about 50 yards and, and piled up. So that was uh, that was Friday morning. It was a very uh, interesting, very eventful morning. Again, for not thinking I was going to see anything at all. Figured I blew the woods out. I figured it was going to be a waste of time. Just one of them mornings where I, you know what? I should have just packed it up and went to Waffle House. Besides even wasting my time in the woods. But You got it, your cardio in that morning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I was in shape until that morning. I mean, you had to start then, running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hell of that. Long morning. What he's not telling you is, is that spot that he sat at, I found probably, I don't know, two weeks prior to sit at for my buck. <laughs> and his buck started showing up at my spot. <laughs> I didn't want my buck to run her buck out of there, so I had to go in there. Yeah, you take, take care, care of him. Yeah, yeah. You eliminate him. He was a bully, you know. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, we don't like that around here. Yeah. No, my buck is like old. He's He's old. Old, old. Little, little G5 Megami gave him a little attitude adjustment for sure. Yeah. He didn't wow. like that too much. They'll do that too. We'll get him. He's They'll, been coming around a lot more now since since his buck got taken off the property. They'll be dominant. You get past a point where they get so old, oh, yeah. they almost fall back in the chain of command. And They'll almost just get become where they don't even try to fight anymore. No. They, no, they, I, they, they just kind of just... It's like an old they, bull in the pasture. Yeah, they, the did, they, just, they just roll where they belong. Yeah, mine, didn't have, mine has been showing up since since we got him on camera. He's been showing up. He never disappeared, never left, never nothing. Just been steadily on camera, but he's been nocturnal until recently when he started to kind of daylight a little bit during the week. But then, of course, towards the weekend, he started going, you know, a little bit in the mornings where it's a little bit too dark around like, you know, like six-ish and then still around eight o'clock at night. But at least you uh, got to kill yours. <laughs> got one out of the way. Yeah, and that was uh, a that, that mile walk I had him forgetting my quiver. Yeah, I had to drag the deer out the same. That was, like I said, that, that cardio, I, I need to get a gym membership somewhere. I had a deer cart and that sugar sand. Oh, it, killed it, him. It, it, ain't a good, it ain't a good combo. By myself. And then the whole thing of trying to take pictures of a deer by yourself. And I'm trying to prop my phone up on top of my... Uh, Deer cart, <laughs> deer cart, and whatever else, and trying to take selfies with it. I nobody there. It was, it was a mess. Pain well worth ass. it. But it was a pain in the ass. Yep, that's why I'm not baking the. I've never been big into pictures or stuff like that. I just, I love killing the shit out of whatever I can. <laughs> no, that's right. I've always, my dad's always told me this, and I've had it happen to me. It's always when something goes wrong, you'll kill a deer. Yep. It's. It's there's. How do you think that one right there got killed? You, I look back at it, and that's a 100% true statement now that you mention it. Because it's like like Jesse was talking about, that deer right there sitting here in the middle. Yep. The only reason we shot he killed that deer is because my radio, when we were dog hunting, messed up, and I could only talk to somebody like less than 200 yards. Gotcha. So he had to be close enough to me, so like we were kind of following each other around. I was like, hey, just stop here. So, so that was your first deer, right? That was my first deer. Which was what a week? This past Friday, Friday, Friday morning. Yeah, yep. Friday morning. And then so you continued hunting throughout the weekend. Yep. 
Yeah, I, uh, I he had pulled a, a permit hunt, a quarter hunt. A, yeah, which is the which is a rare occasion because I don't know what's going on, but I haven't drew a permit hunt in the last probably six years. It's hard. It's, it's hard. I don't know what's going on. Before, you know, like I said, I was growing up, you could pull a permit left and right. I, I don't know if it's the people or the system. Again, I, you know, this is not just me. I know a lot of people are I'm same way. having issues with it. I've got preference points out the you know what. And I can't even draw duck hunt anymore. Gator tags, that's a joke. Nothing. I, yeah. I can't I can't draw anything. Yeah, because I can remember like when I was younger, like whenever I was 14, 15 years old, we were drawing muzzleloader hunts. Oh, yeah. And even the hunt. So like if you drew it and you went on it, there wasn't that many people no, in yeah. it. Yeah. There'd be like 80, 90, 100 tags that, or yeah. permits. 20 they people out. would show up. Maybe. Yeah. And like the years progressed and then like it was harder to get that hunt. And then when you got that hunt, that place was freaking packed. Yep. So yeah, I just, I think it's the, more and more people are hunting, so absolutely. So you finally drawed you a hunt on a redraw, which was like the, I don't know, probably fifth phase redraw. I pulled it on, mm-hmm. which is I, I couldn't believe I got it. I, I thought for sure I screenshot it right off the bat just in case it was a mistake of some sort, but I, I had it at that point. But yeah, I, uh, I pulled it on a redraw, uh, first quote hunt, like I said, and shoot, probably six or seven years. Uh, got a hold of my buddy, got a little plan together, and figured it out. And, uh, yeah, so we had this planned for months. Uh, but we, uh, yeah, I, I shot that deer, got back to the house, took care of him, hung around the house, hung out with a few buddies I ain't seen in a while. Uh, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, woke up at, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning, headed to the management area, got there way before daylight, met my buddy at the gate. Uh, we came up to get a little bit of game plan and uh, got the e-bikes headed in. And uh, sure enough, we uh, right off the bat had a real good eight point out in front of us chasing some does. Uh, we did our best to try to kill this deer. He gave us a fit. Uh, we got in with probably 150 yards of him. And this, this is a muzzleloader hunt. Again, it's muzzleloader. I haven't killed deer to muzzleloader in years. Mm-hmm. So I usually try to stay within 100 yards. I know the muzzleloaders nowadays are well more advanced. You can shoot farther than that. But with me, I, I still try to stay within 100 had this deer about 150, bumping does. He had no clue we were there for the most part. Chased the does further away from us, sprinted through dog fennels, got way up in front of him, tried to cut him off. Buck disappeared. I don't know if he bedded down with his does and the dog fennels. The does ended up finally moving off. We watched the does, figured for sure he'd pop back up and follow them out. Uh, never ended up seeing him, so he, he must have bedded up in there. Uh, further on in the morning, uh, we... Got another game plan. We could check out a new little area. Uh, we figured there'd be some deer in. Sure enough, pulled up there on the bikes and walked a good little ways and uh, saw a deer feeding. Uh, couldn't tell what it was at the time. Glassed him through the binoculars. You could see he had some antlers. Couldn't see what it was. He had his head down the dog fennels and whatever else. And I said, I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a shooter. I'm not gonna, even though it's a quota permit and you know whatever else. I still, I'm not gonna shoot a 50, 60 inch deer. I just, it's not worth it to me. Well, the deer ended up feeding about 20 more yards, picked his head up. I said, okay, that's uh, that's that's a deer we're going to kill. Sure enough, the deer got down a little lane. I couldn't see him anymore. We worked our way down the road a little bit. Uh, all on footage, he pulls the, <clears throat> pulls the camera out of his backpack, gets a deer on footage. He It's one of those, like you said, different camera angle. He could see it. I couldn't see it. And we're back and forth with each other, trying to make it all happen at one time. And finally presented a shot at 75 yards, uh, free-handed him with a muzzleloader. 
same thing, shot them, bucked up on camera, hit the dirt and made it about 10 yards and, and folded them up. But just a epic action-packed morning hunt. Again, like I said, my, uh, my cardio is definitely down after sprinting after that one buck chasing does. Sprinting after this deer, it's uh, definitely got to give me a gym membership somewhere. Well, you got to take so. your break. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I still got three more tags to fill. So for Florida, yeah, we're gonna but, see. But it was a it was a crazy weekend. It, it probably is not gonna happen for a long, long. Time. I've never had that happen. Two quality bucks in two days. One on private, one on public. Just I mean, one hell of a damn weekend for yeah. sure. Yeah, you're not. The shoot wanted publicly in the state of Florida you're doing absolutely just alone by itself yeah, not so, all of us can be Ray Martin yep oh he kills a pile of he deer he wears them out oh god he stacks them and racks them yeah he puts the time in though he oh, deserves god. it oh yeah he deserves everyone he kills because did you hear the episode with him they oh, think yeah. he runs like 16 loops. cell cameras yep. I do I like, that but on private, private. I yeah. can imagine doing it on public like he does but yeah. I, I, I told Jonah so he doesn't have any money into public land, doesn't have any money in feed, doesn't have money in anything, hunting license. And so his 16 cell cameras probably- 160 bucks a month? Isn't costing as much as the $16,000 a year we're spending on private land. Well, that's what I was telling her. I said, I could feed out a steer cheaper than I can you ain't shoot kidding. these There's damn deer. One out there in that damn yeah. pen out there right now I'm feeding <laughs> right now. Yeah. And I, you know what I'm feeding that bastard because I'm too busy to go get actual steer feed? He's eating deer feed. Yeah. It's the same damn thing. It's it 12%, percent 3.5% fat, all the protein, fiber, it's got everything in it. That bachelor, he's, I've been pouring the damn soybeans and corn to him. That's right. I ain't got time to go to town, and there's a whole pallet sitting out there in the barn, so feed it to him. Yep. So, yeah, I don't I don't know how much your season is going to go to top this past two Week. days. Week. We're going to see. We've got some, we got some Georgia hunts coming up, and... Uh, we got some more deer at our place up north Florida starting to show, so we'll see how it goes. This this cold snap this week, I think, is gonna kick well tomorrow morning, actually. Yeah. It's supposed to get cold, a little chilly in the morning. I gotta get my jacket out of the truck. Yeah. So so we'll see. Uh we guess like I said, Georgia hunt's planned and uh might run to North Carolina at my family's place up there. So we'll see. I mean, I I'm I'm my season right now, I'm I'm good with it. I, my my goal right now is to get her on some deer, get my dad on some deer. If I don't kill another deer the rest of the season, I'm That's good with it. Where I was last year, I killed that 11 point opening gun. Yep. I said, I'm good. I'll, if I don't kill our deer rest of the year, I'm good. Yep. Well, five more wind up dying. Ain't nothing wrong it with just that happened. It, it was one of the things of like, I'm going to go sit over here and be out of y'all's fucking way. I just want to go get out of y'all's way. Yep. I'll go sit over here in some bullshit stand and here comes a big old eight point. And I'm like, Psh. and then one morning I got up, I went to what we call 66 acres, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go sit over there. Cecily was supposed to get up with me that morning. It was cold, 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 cold. She's, her ass don't get out of fucking bed. And I said, I'm going 66 acres. You want to go? The night before, she said, oh, hell yeah, I'm going. Get up that morning. She said, hell no, I ain't going. <laughs> I get up that morning, and we get over there, and I'm sitting there. This damn deer runs back and forth and back and forth. And before I know it, I'm like, all right, fuck it. You ran up within 20 yards of me. I stuck the barrel of the gun out the box stand and right underneath me and folded him up underneath me. And I'm like, well, he's fucked up because he ran everywhere and I let him go like four or five times. He's out there flaunting it. Yeah, and that's a pretty good, like, you still got tags filled, but if you don't fill them, you're, you're perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. And, like, I had a, not last turkey season, turkey season before, I tagged out in Florida opening day. Mm -hmm. Like two hours. On two different tracks of land. 
even better. So I was like, I mean, you're like, dang, I'm I'm tagged out, and this, but it's like a relief. Like, hey, I can go. Hey, you want me to come film for you? Yeah. Hey, the whole rest of the season, put other people on birds. You, you want me to come call for you? And that was kind of my whole season the rest of the year. And like when we went to Georgia and I hunted up there. But other than that, I mean, that was a, so you start out that good. You're like, and that's kind of the way my deer season usually goes. If I don't start out good, which we ain't starting out that great this no. year. No, we, we are. It's, it's all three of us are not that great. So it's okay. I am swinging and missing. We, I ain't missing. I'm wounded. I'm, we're throwing. 40 50 dollar bills out there like they're going out of style yeah because mine fucking left mine just left I, I watched my arrow and everything just leave oh see i got mine back so yeah, <laughs> i didn't okay. get shit back i just watched my shit leave well it's time for the longbows to come out though you're trying to burn them down no it's time for the fucking 300 prc to come out <laughs> that's right i'm gonna stick him in half is what's gonna happen i'm gonna hit him so fucking hard he's gonna wish he come to the next county yeah jonah's gonna hear me he's next county over for me he's gonna hear that gun go off he better hear pow. He better hear the damn hit hit. Phone starts ringing. Yep. And that's what no. He didn't. He ignored me the fuck the first time I caught him last weekend when I hit that deer. He. I'm like, well, I'm out here looking for this bastard by myself because he ignored my phone call. Yep. So let's kind of go a little bit back a little bit. You I mean are these some of your bigger bucks that you've shot, or you shot some pretty? pretty good ones the deer last year was uh yeah, one sh- that he had watched for a long time that's about about four year deer that he watched yeah i shot a giant last year actually on a piece um, on my lease uh probably not but it's it's a not a mile but- down the road from the new piece i just got this year i watched him for at least three, three and or a half four, four years. years yeah um from a younger buck and uh i knew the potential he had you know typical it was a good I don't know how old he was at the time when I first saw him, but he was 80, 90 inches. Uh, and, you know, most people in Florida, which God bless you, if you want to shoot an 80, 90 inch deer, most of the time mm-hmm. I would too. Yeah. Damn Hell good yeah. deer. I, you know, but I could tell the potential he had. A younger buck, you know, he had a nice rack on him, good mass. I said, you know, if I see him, it's going to be hard to pass him, but I know what he's got. So thankfully I never ended up seeing him <laughs> that year. But, uh, I had some younger bucks I watched and him uh, for years and years. Like I said, I'd, I've got a whole file on my computer of probably of 500, him, yeah. 600 pictures and videos this year over you know three or four years of good quality ones I saved. I hunted him the year before I ended up killing him. I hunted him hard. I was going to kill him that year. I said, you know, it's, it's Florida. He's three and a half. He's over 100 inches. I don't care if he's three and a half. I'm killing him <clears> if <throat> I see him. I'm not going to pass him up again. My whole property there backs up the dog clubs. I didn't think he would push over there with the pressure with the dogs. I figured he would stay with us. But down here, I, I've seen that buck. After I ended up killing him, I actually talked to some people that are probably a mile away. And they sent me pictures of my deer a mile away from my property. So I'm glad I ended up killing him when I did. Fast forward a little bit. Um, I got some pictures of him, again, all summer long. I knew this deer. I did, did, like anybody who's watched a deer three or four years, he's got a pattern. You know them like you can read them like a textbook. I had this deer pattern for the most part, but he would always second week of season would do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, the the year before during rut when it got cold, I actually saw him before you did. I yeah. was sitting in a stand and he was about thirty yards from me. I could have smoked him, yeah. the, but you know I ain't gonna do that. But <laughs> she, she wouldn't be sitting here right now. That was the case. You um, braver than me because we've been we've been going to divorce court over this one. <laughs> you ain't lying. 
but the problem is there like this is a problem but the rut and that little area i'm hunting is the last week of september first week of october so it's it's still in bow season there which is great for me because i bow hunt 90 percent of the time even through general gun and then none of the guys on my piece bow hunt so i pretty much have run the whole bow pretty much have it to myself yeah um but winding up patterned this deer he was coming in with three or four uh smaller younger does and a couple little bucks every evening i had i had feed out there had one mock scrape uh, about 20 yards from the feed and uh pretty much almost the same thing that happened with this buck i killed last weekend he came in same thing black widow scent drag ended up shooting him at 32 yards piled him up uh found him the next day yeah let found him, him the next morning let him sit I, it was it was cold out pretty hard quarter and away shot i tucked it up in that last rib i knew the angle was good i figured i buried it up in that last shoulder but with that quality of a deer a little bit you know close to last light i said it was you know i don't know how cold it was 40 something cold. degrees i'll let him lay it's not that big of a deal yeah, he didn't, they, make, it, they he didn't can, make it to the wood line they can survive not survive yeah. but you can save your deer if you get down in them the low 50s 40s 30s yep. I've, we've we've killed many deer and oh, we're yeah. like all right we can't find him at nighttime just back out come back next morning he's yeah. not even bloated or anything no and yeah. and that's the best part and and that way you can recover the whole deer, the meat, the horns, every damn thing. And you didn't push that deer three counties over. No, and, he, and of he course, won, but what, 20 yards from where you shot him, if not 30, yeah, he if, if that? He wasn't far. But the problem is it was so thick in there. You could hear him run, but there was other deer with him. So you shoot one in there and you're six other deer in there. You, you don't know what crashed. No, everywhere. and you're looking through scrub oak and you it know, you mess. can't see. Yeah, you don't know what crashed and what didn't crash. And of yeah. course, it was the one and only weekend I didn't have my dog with me, which would yeah, have found him. Yeah, of course. Ten that's, seconds. That's my problem. I have a GSP too. Yep. He's he's at the house waiting on me to come home and see him. But he's uh that some of a bitch is on crack cocaine twenty four seven. Oh, nonstop. They're, 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 they're the wired ground. different. That that there's a there's a short somewhere in them. Some bitches. I don't know where I ain't found it yet. <laughs> but they are the short. Shorted, the short hair from. Right they, they are shorted out somewhere because yep. that bastard is a hundred thousand miles an hour. That's a full time job in itself. And it's just full time watching him, mm-hmm. just yeah. making sure he don't run off. You're taking him to Jonah's place, and he's just gone, 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 gone. Noses and to the ground, running, sniffing everything and anything. Mine likes to win shit. Now he's he's figured out how to win something. Oh, yeah. He'll get that nose up in the air like that, and before you know it, he is. He don't even know where the hell he's even going. He just leaving. Yeah. How, how old is yours now? Two and a half. Oh shoot! Yeah, ours is four. Mine just hit four. Yeah, hit four. Actually, opened a weekend of both seasons. How I remember his birthday every year. Yep. No, mine was mine lived in a camper in Crystal River. Really? That's how I got him. We got ours from Arkansas. Drove I got all mine. We, I was supposed to buy this dog. I thought I've told this story before. I was supposed to buy this dog. Cecily found him. I always told her I wanted a GSP. She has really good friends that bred their dogs together. AKC registered. Blah 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 blah. They wanted $1,400 for him. I said, ain't no way in fucking hell am I paying $1,400 for a fucking dog. <laughs> the dog. So the girl that Cecily knew wind up giving one to her mom. Her mom wind up getting a new boyfriend, wind up moving into a camper over in Crystal River. The dog was hung up in a camper in Crystal River. They need a dog to have in a camper. And nope. she was like, look, I'm looking for somebody that will... Take the dog for free, close friends that will 
let him have somewhere to run, hunt, do his thing. The only thing is, is I don't want him to hunt. And before you know it, I told Tessie, I said, go get him. Gotta put it in your lap. There you go. Go get him. And she drove all the way to Crush River and picked him up, brought him home. He was 14 months old when I got him. Really? Shoot, that's when we got ours, yeah. And I had him since 14 months. Or now, no, 14 and I, weeks? Is that when we got it? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I had him since 14 months. I put him on deer last year. He found five deer last year that's for awesome. me. Did you train him before that at all? You, you have any hide with him or just kind of let it roll? i tell you what happened. was My dad killed a really good deer up there in Georgia in a front food plot. And it was darker and shit. My dad hardly ever misses. I don't know how the fuck he gets away with it, but he center punched a damn giant eight point in the front food plot. Right, I mean twenty, what is it, hundred yards from camp, maybe if that. He's went and sat there because everybody else was hunting, so he went and sat up there, shot him right before he walked out the damn food plot, center punched him, and before we knew it, I took Porter down there, and I had him on a leash, and I'm like, all right. We're looking for blood, looking for blood, looking for blood. And he he won't... He keeps jerking me off in the fucking woods. I'm over here beating his ass with a fucking... I'm like, God, quit. Like, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, where the fuck are you doing? And I, I visually, I shine the light down to where he's standing. He's standing in a pool of fucking blood. A pool of damn blood or my dad hit him. error. <laughs> he was in the damn blood. He went straight to that fucking deer. Yep. And that first deer he found... He he got all bowed legged, hair standing up on the back Man. of his neck, oh, barking at they it. They don't know how to react. He didn't know what the fuck did he just walk up on, and he was losing his shit. And eventually, after that one, now he will catch. I'm telling you now, you don't want to find a wounded one because that no, basher will catch him. I don't catch him like a damn. He'll home. catch him. Yep. He will catch that some bitch, yep. and he will pull him down. That was my biggest thing with, you know trained in mine like i said i duck hunt with him i quail hunt with him whatever else he'll bay a hog no problem but with the deer my biggest thing with the whole learning experience is trusting him i said now oh, that deer you know path leads resistance that deer's gonna run this way so yep. no come over here that deer for sure ran this yep. way nope like i said like you said pulling this way pulling this that deer didn't run that way no way i'm sure beating his ass with a fucking yep. rope telling yep. him i do something wrong thing. i'm so, like quit god damn it quit and i look down there and he's standing in the fucking blood going to the damn yep. deer the whole fucking time and i'm like all right, maybe I'm being that. I'm the asshole. The, you know, biggest learning experience of that was trusting him more than to trust myself. Absolutely. So, but he's, oh, well. He used to block these out. Now he don't even care anymore. He used to he used to stop it. It's part of it. What? It's part of it. Oh. The opening to beers. I used to sit here and push buttons and stuff like that. No, no, no. I'd be like, hey, like I'd point at my beer and I'd be down here underneath the table. It's more open. stressful than anything. Yeah, and he'd be like, now all morning he, I just crack it open. I try not to be like blunt with it, but I think it's everybody's got the part of it now. But it's a more no. relaxed podcast type of thing. You got a little tower you know? going on over here. I just cleaned up the tower. Well, yeah. I had a tower from here to you. Yeah, I, I did see that. I did see it. I yeah. added some since the last time you seen it. That was like six, seven episodes right there. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot right there. Yep. There's a whole 55-gallon trash bag of beer cans out there in the back of that old mule. We go to Scrapyard with it later. Buy some corn money. Yeah, that's getting expensive. You ain't kidding. Yeah, ain't God almighty. I never figured I'd see it this high. 
I, used to, I was whining and crying when it hit nine dollars a bag. Now thirteen something. Yeah, thirteen forty nine a bag. God damn. I think we're still getting it for $10.99 in Georgia. That ain't bad. No, I paid twelve ninety nine for it, Chasmar. They went up too. I paid twelve ninety nine for it, Chasmar. You can go to Walmart up where we are and get, but it's still like eleven, eleven. You know, is it a fifty or forty? It's fifty. It's a fifty. But it's still eleven something a bag. But it's cleaner. It's sad that we're you know saying eleven forty nine dollars a bag is. Cheap. It's for corn though too. That's the thing. Corn, no nutritional value, nothing. Corn. Nothing. You're paying eleven dollars for a fifty pound like, bag of corn. Well, four or five years ago, you get it for six dollars. Oh yeah. Oh, not, not even. Literally two years ago, we were paying eight forty nine at Tractor Supply up by where we are. Yeah. Eight forty nine. Years ago, I used to run them haul cones down south. We buy buy the pallet from Tractor Supply or Rural King. It was five forty nine a bag. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. So, because like it was like right here, right before bow season. It was like eleven dollars in Georgia, yep. and we went into Tractor Supply like first of the week right here, and it was nine something a bag, nine ninety nine. Yeah, something. Jonah's like, "Don't worry about buying it in Georgia. Go ahead and buy it here at Tractor Supply. We'll haul it up there." And I'm like, like, "All right, it's just two dollars a bag. Like that's significantly like we'll yeah. save oh, money. Yeah, yeah. You're buying a good amount of bags that adds up. So like we're like, we'll wait till Thursday and go buy it, so we're not hauling around all week. We went in there on Thursday, thirteen forty nine a bag. Jesus. I'm like, what the? F-? So yeah, it's I'll it's, buy this damn feed. I'm gonna yeah. like. I've got yeah ramen before I leave to uh, pick up yeah, some meal. I already got your feed set out up there, Perfect. but um, it's only like two more dollars a bag for me to buy that feed. And for the the protein and everything you get out of it, well worth the extra two. Yeah, it's like thirteen forty nine, and I have fifteen forty nine, or almost right at sixteen dollars a bag into that feed. So it's I'm just, selling it for eighteen dollars a bag. I'm making yeah. two dollars a bag on it, and yep. I'm still having it. That two dollars a bag is is my time. Absolutely, yeah. that's oh, it. So that's why I tell everybody, it. I'm not making a fortune off of it. No. It's like these shirts. I'm probably gonna lose money on these shirts because <laughs> the shipping got so damn high on uh, us. Yeah. They turned out great. They look so, good. I, I like them. I like so the colors. I'll probably lose money on the shirts, but I don't really care about the money part. It's getting the word, and the name, and stuff Absolutely. out there. If I break even on that pallet, and we we're already halfway or two thirds of the way on the two pallets in Georgia up there. If I get through that, I'll order three more and bring them home. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like it's going to kill me no. to get more feed. They, the, the feed company is excellent. They work with us. I, all I got to do is call her, Sandra, say, hey, we're going to be in Georgia this weekend. What do you got going on? I can bring you three pallets on Saturday. Not a problem in the world. So that's why I'm saying I'm not. this is not a business for me. If somebody else could use it, benefit off of it, kill a good deer off of it, I'm happy. Yeah. Yep. So I yeah. think... Because we're paying for that 4S draw, which is damn jam up feed. Yep. We're paying twenty four ninety nine a bag at our place up there. I was paying about the same up there too. So I can sell this for eighteen a bag. I'm making what a dollar fifty two dollars a piece off of it. Yeah, not much. Not much. So it's not like I'm getting rich off of it. Yeah, and you had to bring that stuff all the way home. Yeah, I didn't, that's not even according to the fuel that I had to bring it home. Five nineteen a gallon nowadays. Yeah, that's your president for you. Uh, not my president. A, we ain't oh, get into that one. We're at a beer, aren't we? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I got that. more. Hold on. Might so, be code of emergency. Wait, is that cold? Cold enough. Cold Shh. enough. He It'll don't. Work. I got he, colder. He don't care about cold. Uh, there, that's cold. That's cold. So I'll drink it hot. It don't matter to me. Oh, ew. <laughs> All the time. All the time. I'll put it in the back of the gator and let it ride around in the back there. That oh, case no. come out of the gator since last week. Oh, no, no, no. So, we've talked a lot about Florida. Y'all hunt in Georgia too, right? Yep. Georgia and North Carolina. 
So y'all can just the whole southeast, y'all are pretty hammering it. I wish we could get a little bit more, but yeah. <laughs> you get where to time. And that's like so you duck hunt a pretty good bit. And that's what like me and Jesse's talked about. Like we're hard into deer hunting. We hard turkey hunting. It's just so hard to get enough time to be fully committed into duck hunting, deer hunting, There's turkey. not enough time. No. We make it work, though. We make it work. I don't know how. I, I, I got a damn offshore boat sitting in a damn barn over there that we took out one time to share. Oh, y'all y'all got to come down. I got a 20-21-foot hydrosport that I use during uh, during all types of season, too, to go, go fish off of. We it, make it work. Sitting over there in the damn barn. I used it once this year. Well, we, we, it, we, we, we got his duck boat. We took it out, put it in the fucking lake up here at Lake Harris, ran around, bar hop, went to the damn sandbar. We used oh, to yeah. go to Crystal River every year. We used to go, I mean, I got, I took it to Keys last year, did everything with it, yep. and it's took it out once this year. It's a, I ain't gonna lie to you, it's a 2007, it's a Pioneer baseboard, 22 okay. foot. Yep. You want to know how much we've used it? It's got 280 hours on it completely. That's, that is nothing. That's like mine. Mine's a 2004 Hydrosport. It's got 285 hours on it. That's what mine has. It's a 2007. Yep. We just don't. I don't have time to use it. Yeah, we, we we do when it's good. And that's we we use it. it during tarpon season. That's it. That's all we use it for now. And because my problem with it is, is it's, it's too big to get shallow. Yep. We've gotten shallow with it. Now we've ran up on a rock or two. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll drift fish up there. We'll get at Crest River and get up there and the trout da- fish and stuff and trout fish and stuff like that. We'll get up in there real, real shallow and just let the damn boat just drift. We'll drift way to hell up in there. But but it's too small now. Last year in the Keys, I got ballsy with it. I took it like 26, 28 miles out oh, and, yeah. and got like thirteen hundred foot of water with it. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. I can't see the bottom. I'm going home. That's like mine. I only got mine about twenty five. But if I take it out. 25 i'm only getting like what 80 80 foot deep out in the gulf you, you go to the gulf the gulf the, so the gulf of mexico drops at average one foot per mile yeah it, we weren't we weren't we ain't getting far you're only getting i think when we tapped it out uh, i wasn't with him but when we tapped it out i think i went 20 26 miles i think i only got 88 foot of water that's it and so you want to go to what they call the middle grounds which yeah my dad and his real good buddy that um that actually listens to the podcast, Steve Taylor. He Steve Taylor's bought a twenty six foot um boat and they take it out deep out there and it's a twenty six foot uh what the hell is that damn thing called? I mean sit at the fucking house for six months. It's not Everglades, is it? No, it's not Everglades. It's um is it like a pathfinder? Key West. Oh, Key West. He's yeah. a twenty six foot Key US with twin two hundreds on it. And he ordered that thing and he's got twin power poles, it's got the iPilot yeah. um everything because he's like you get out there 200 foot of water you're not dropping an anchor no you want to stay on top of that reef so you're he had spot locking yeah you're, you're so sitting. he he can lock the trolling motor on top of that reef and fish and hands free and yeah him and my dad they've took it down there to Sanibel island before it got wiped clean and down there and yeah. they uh shit hell they were down there they, they'd living out on trout before nine o'clock in the morning come oh, back yeah. and it was but I don't know. I'd like to get a bigger boat. I think like 28 to 30 foot is about the most that I want. I don't want to get something so damn big I can't haul it. Anymore, that's a hassle. Yeah, anything bigger than that I think becomes a hassle. Yep, absolutely. Well, we use a duck boat more than anything now. Yeah. That's all we use now. We don't even use my boat. We use his boat more than anything. But Go run so shallow probably. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting like a little mud boat or something. Yeah. Just to that's what he's got. He uses his mud motor. It works great. I can get some redfish holes flats boats can't get to. That's, exactly. That's like exactly. You get them old tough boats like that and them old, you know, aluminum steel boats. You can hit a rock and it just bounces off of them. You can hit fiberglass. You start peeling fiberglass and everything else and you got a damn mess. Insurance claim. Yeah, oh, you ain't kidding. Yeah, that and, and trying to get to some duck spots. You need to get certain boats that are, that are small like that can fit through. You need yep. certain motors that can go through certain stuff and... You know, where we are, we have all that. What is it called on top? That, uh. Hydrilla? Yeah, that, that. That shit's everywhere now. You can't, you start motors, you can't go through that stuff. It just doesn't, doesn't work. It'll, it'll clog them up. Yeah. It'll just bind them down and you can't move. Well, guys, we ran a little too long on this episode. So, uh, after a little further investigating, I think we're going to break this thing down into two episodes. So we come back to today is the next day after. We had Tess and Zach, so we are going to make two, a part one and a part two with yep. Tess and Zach, and then we put the keyword in late mm -hmm. on the episode, so we're going to put a new keyword out for this episode. So episode one will be this keyword, and then episode two, we say the keyword in it. Yep, so cool. which we already talked about it in the intro there, that this will be the, the feed. If you're not local, we'll do a shirt. And a sticker. So, what do you want the keyword for this part one to be on this one? Well, since we're coming up on it, I'll, let's make it rifle season. Okay, rifle season. So do do that one, and then when we roll into the next one, we'll in the intro we'll tell you all what the next giveaway is, and y'all just got to listen for the keyword throughout that part two. Yep. So, and it's just part two is just as good as part one, maybe even better. So. Definitely, thanks for listening to the part one, and we'll we'll throw the part two out next week. Yep. So it was, it was a good time. So hope to have them back, and we'll uh, we'll make part one and part two out. This will be the first time we've had to split one up. It ran almost what three hours, so yep. we we decided we might ought to split this one now. Yep. So well, appreciate them being here, and we will catch you guys next week. Yep. <laughs>